0: Hey Cassidy, welcome home to Cassidy Church. Uh, I'm excited that you are here with us, here being only online for another couple of weeks and then we're hoping to gather together physically uh, in a limited fashion, but we're excited that you are with us. If you're uh, here for the first time, if somebody invited you to come and join us, thank you so much for taking some time and checking us out. Uh, we know that uh, the world is in a weird place right now, and, and that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, but this gives us an opportunity to come together to offer reassurance, to offer support for one another uh, in in such a crazy time as this. And And maybe you have just stumbled across the stream online and and you're welcome here as well. We're excited that you are with us. Hopefully, you will find in us a group of folks who realize we're not perfect. uh, Far from it, uh, as a matter of fact, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And, and so we want to be more like Jesus. We want to mold and shape our lives after Jesus so that we can be more like Him in every way. In everything we do, we can love more like Him. We can live more life like Him so that the world can be changed on His behalf. And And we're starting a brand new sermon series. And you saw that uh, that new intro. And that intro kind of demonstrates just how crazy things are. Maybe you are feeling, like me, a little bit disoriented a little bit like things aren't going the way that you would expect them to be going. I mean, whether it's the COVID-19 virus, the, the, the financial situation, which it seems like it's kind of rebounding, or you've been laid off by uh, one of the COVID job losses, or uh, you're, you're angry and upset over uh, police brutality or police violence or racism, or you've seen protest after protest, you've seen looting. Uh, there's so many things, that are currently going on in our world that can cause us to feel as if we're upside down, as if maybe the world is upside down and we're the only ones that are right side up. And so in times like this, uh, in times like this throughout history, the church has rallied together to draw closer to God and to draw closer to one another. Now, with COVID-19, it's hard for us to draw closer together in community and physical contact, but that's why we've been doing this online church. And so we're looking for ways then, in, in a world that's upside down, we're looking for ways that we can anchor our faith, that we can hold on to who God is. And, and, and that's what we're looking at today is, what can we do to anchor our faith during times of disorientation. What can we do to hold fast to God? What can we do to make sure that our feet are on solid ground when we, when we think about who God is and what God is doing? And for me... One of the biggest pictures of disorientation, uh, there's two of them I have. One of the, the, the strongest one for me was when I was in the Navy. Uh, when I was in the Navy, we went... Uh, one of the things you have to do in boot camp is you have to be able to jump into the deep end of a swimming pool and get back and swim to the side and get out. That is the swim test for the United States Navy in 1989. Uh, I, hopefully, it's changed, and there's a little bit more to it now because uh, that that wasn't really uh, uh, an effective test. But that everybody had to be able to do at least that. Now there were some 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 young men there because there were no women when I went through boot camp, but some young men there that had never been in a swimming pool. They had never gone swimming, never had swimming lessons. And for me, this was a walk in the park because I was on the swim team. I had swam almost every day of, my, of the summer of my adolescent life. I was at the swimming pool. Um, and, and, and so for me, it was not a big deal. It took like uh, 30 seconds. And you jumped off like a three-foot platform into the deep end, swam to the side, got out, you passed. That was the extent of it. But for some of these guys, they were terrified by this because the water was over their head. And they'd never been in water that was deeper than they could stand in. Uh, and so they jumped into the deep end and some of them would become disoriented, would become, uh, become upside down. They would, they would turn upside down and they would start swimming toward the bottom because they didn't know the way to the surface. And they, they had uh, instructed us beforehand, there was uh, one of the, the guys that was watching had a, a, a pole and he would stick the pole in the water right beside you, and that was your signal to grab onto the pole to pull yourself up. And, and some of them would become so panicked by their disorientation that they would try and bat the pole away, and, 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 and then only at the last minute remember that they were supposed to grab the pole and, and, and find their way to the surface. And they would have to do this again and again and again until they figured out how to be able to die, to, to to jump in off a three-foot platform, swim to the side, and get out of the deep end. And, and, and everybody in, in, my, in my boot camp class passed eventually, but it wasn't something that was so easy for so many people. And they became so disoriented. And that, to me, has become a, a, a great image of disorientation that sometimes we think going the wrong way is the right way because we are so disoriented and i think right now our world is experiencing some of that with the, the, the upside-down nature of COVID, with the upside-down nature of racism and, and the, the horrible clashes we're seeing between protesters and police. Um, and, and I am not advocating on any side. I am advocating on the human side that it's wrong to abuse power. It's wrong to, uh, to, to break in and steal. It's wrong to loot. All of this stuff is, is out of whack, Right? And then, on top of that, we've got, we've got a world where, in, in the United States at least, where uh, the unemployment rate is, is skyrocketing. Now it's starting to recover a little bit, uh, but it's just staggering all of the things that are going on. And, and the other picture for me of this, uh, and I love this one because it holds us fast, is the idea of, of a spacewalk. If you've ever seen, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated with space, and the United States is back in the space race, uh, we launched uh, humans into space from the United States for the first time uh, since the space shuttle was decommissioned a long time ago. And so for, for me, when, when you see spacewalks, they tether themselves, unless they have some kind of a, a pack that, that has propulsion, they tether themselves to the vessel. And the reason is because if you get un- disconnected from the, the ship, if you lose grip, you can be disoriented immediately, flipping and floating through space, and and there's no way that they can get you back. And so there's a tether between them and between the spacecraft that they're working on, and and they're able to stay connected even if they lose grip, even if they lose consciousness. They're still tethered to the craft. And, And that that tether is what we're looking for in times of disorientation because during times of disorientation, we need to have a tether or we'll find ourselves adrift. We'll find ourselves not in, in a place that we, we recognize. Maybe we'll find ourselves heading in the wrong direction and not finding the, 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 not going in the direction that we're really looking for. And the reason that, that we're using the, these images and, and the, the thing that we're talking about in this is uh, a thing that the church has done for years and years, for millennia, for two of them, as a matter of fact. Actually, even in the Old Testament, we find these things. And, and they're called spiritual disciplines. I know that's not a very sexy term. Nobody's really excited about the idea of a discipline. Uh, but what it is, is you train yourself to, to be obedient to these disciplines, which brings you closer in relationship and in presence to God. And, and the reason that I think that we need to do this right now is because the world is so upside down. Maybe your heart is, is like mine. It just hurts over what's going on in the world with, with everything that's going on. And, and if, that, if you're like that, then I want to encourage you to, to partner with me and, and, and take seriously this idea of spiritual disciplines to help anchor yourself in your faith so that you can be the light that Jesus calls for even in an upside-down world, so that you can help others to orient themselves even in a world gone sideways, and, and so we're going to look at three specific things um, that we can do. And the first one is, is something very simple to say, something almost impossible for Americans, especially modern Americans, to do uh, right now. It's, uh, it's so hard to do uh, because there is so, Im- so much information. So the first spiritual discipline is the idea of spending some time in silence. In silence, preparing for the next few things that we have going on. But in silence, to allow yourself to be silent. Now you're going to notice the first time you do this, your brain starts running around like crazy, and it's going to be uncomfortable. If you were here, we would take a moment. We would spend 60 seconds in complete silence, and it would be the most awkward 60 seconds you've had in quite some time. But since we're not here, uh, and if I said we're going to spend 60 seconds in silence, you might go get a refill on your coffee. Um, We're we're not able to do that. But uh, what I want to encourage you to do is later today, after the service is over, maybe right afterwards, uh, get, get on your phone or set a timer uh, in your house for one minute and, and try and spend that minute in complete silence. See what that does uh, for you, and, and see what your brain does, because what, my, my, what I imagine is your brain is going to start immediately trying to offer up all kinds of things. First, for me, the first time I ever did this, the first thing I thought of was, I wonder how long it's been. And then from there, it's like, oh, I've been quiet for quite some time. I wonder how long it's been. And it just kept being a cycle of me wondering how long it's been and and wondering what I was going to have for dinner. And all of these things kept racing through my mind. And so silence is a discipline where we sit in silence because for me, as an extrovert who loves to talk, um, it's hard to be silent Maybe for you as an introvert, you're like, oh, I got silence down pat. And that, that, that's, that's great. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to move right along to the next two. But silence is so key for us starting to listen to God. And so silence is the first step. And we're looking at three steps today. The second step is meditation. Now, I, I say that word and, and I know that there are some of you out there that, that are like, oh Lord, he's gone off the beaten path. He, he's done lost his mind. Uh, and I want to assure you that that's not the case. Uh, but I want to, to tell you a story about what I used to think meditation was and then, uh, then how meditation has changed in, in my mind. And, and so it starts like this. When I was uh, younger... Uh, In the early 80s, we we only had three channels on TV and then two channels that were UHF if you were lucky. Uh, Kids, you don't know what UHF is, but check it, Google it. It'll give you uh, at least eight to 10 seconds of wasted time because it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, But uh, on UHF, on Sunday mornings, because I wasn't going to church, because I wasn't Christian, we would get together at my house or at a buddy's house, and we would watch Kung Fu Theater, it was the, the Chinese movies where the, 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 the words initially were in, in Chinese and they were dubbed horribly uh, into English. And it was uh, just fighting uh, Chinese uh, martial arts. And we were so excited about it. Like we would watch it and then we would go outside and beat one another senseless. I'm not advocating violence. Uh, I'm just saying that's how we did it. Uh, and so we would go outside and, and we, would, we would practice all of the Kung Fu moves that we learned on Chinese theater. This is not a good way to learn martial arts, by the way. It's actually the opposite of a good way. Um, but it's what we did. And so in my head, I had decided, you know what I need to do, because it's what they do on all of the Kung Fu shows, is I need to go meditate So I woke up early in the morning on a Saturday morning and and went out into near our house. We had a field that had some trees in it. Um, Went out in there and I I found a spot that was kind of shaded under some trees and I sat down and I began to meditate. I took the position uh, that I've seen. And, you know, I, I'm trying like the Shaolin monks before me, uh, trying to, to get all of the Kung Fu masters to speak deep in my head. And in my mind, I have this vision of me, you know, up there doing the splits between two trees or, or maybe uh, even sitting out on a mountainside with the rest of the Shaolin monks, uh, contemplating the deep mysteries of Kung Fu. But what what in reality happened was that just shortly after I sat down and began my epic uh, uh, trip into meditation, I, I became uncomfortable. And so I became more comfortable and shifted around a couple of times. And, and then I woke up a couple of hours later. And so my first attempt at meditation just ended with me having a whole lot of chiggers from laying in a field uh, that I shouldn't have been in in the beginning. And sometimes in our heads, that can be the idea that we have of meditation, this, this Eastern idea of meditation, where you go and you empty yourself of everything and and you focus on nothingness and, and being silent completely. And, and that's why I said silence was the first step. Meditation is the second. Because meditation for Christians is not like that. Meditation for Christians is completely the opposite. Instead of meditating to rid ourselves of, of who we are, we, we're meditating to contemplate, to think about, to, to focus on God. Now maybe you're sitting out there and you're being a little skeptical. Maybe you're wondering where, where we're getting all this. And so I wanted you to know that there are over 50 references to meditation in the Bible. And we're going to look at a few of them just so that you know where, that we're not basing this off of just whoever we are. Uh, so here's the first one from Psalm 19.4. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer, Another psalm says this, I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Meditation is not something that's just just emptying ourselves. It's something where we ponder, where we contemplate, where we think about who God is and what God has done. Uh, Or Joshua, who says this, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So this, this paints a different picture of meditation. Meditation helps you to understand and to, to dwell and ponder upon what God has done and continues to do. And it says, then you will be prosperous and successful because you will keep everything that that you're meditating on, that you'll be focused on that. And that's kind of the key, is this shift in focus. This idea of focusing on God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the acts of, of God's kingdom occurring in the world, even in a time of disorientation. Now, maybe you're sitting out there and you're like, okay, well, those were great examples from the Old Testament, but what about Jesus? And I'll, I'll give you that. It doesn't ever say that Jesus meditated, but what it does say in Mark 1:35 is it says very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed a solitary place, a place away from everyone else where he could be silent, where he could ponder the deep thoughts of the Father and where he could focus on who God is and what God wanted for him to do, where he could converse with the Father in prayer. And so meditation can be this idea. We can have this idea that meditation is something that it's not. And and my my thought is, if you um, have been hesitant in exploring meditation for a Christian sense, it's because nobody ever explained it to you. Nobody ever told you about this as a spiritual discipline. And so what my hope is that you'll partner with me and you'll you'll take this one on. So we'll start with silence start with a little bit of silence and then move to a little bit of meditation. Now, maybe you're sitting out there and you're thinking, well, okay, maybe I'll try this, but I don't have any idea how to do it. Is there a book on it? And and the answer is, I'm sure you could probably find a book on it, but it's not going to have, there's no special sauce where it comes to meditation. Meditation in the Christian sense is again about between you and God. How how you uh, contemplate, how you ponder, how you deeply think through thoughts, and 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 sometimes meditation just allows you to get your mind in the right place so that you can approach God in prayer, which is going to be the next thing we're going to talk about. But Christian meditation, uh, honestly, it's it's very simple. the The goal of Christian meditation is to listen to God and obey His word. We saw that in Joshua. That, that, that you listen to God through the time in meditation and, and you obey what He tells you to do. It's a time of listening, a time of focusing, a time of reorienting ourselves to who God is and what God wants. Now, for me, uh, I started with Christian meditation with um, with simply thinking about a word or a phrase from Scripture. You can pick a, a favorite psalm and just say that multiple times. Sometimes people work with their breath on this. Uh, another opportunity or option, is to say something that the church has been using called the Jesus Prayer for years and years and years. Nobody knows exactly where it came up, uh, came from, but the Jesus Prayer is this. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Typically it's done exhaling, Lord Jesus, inhaling, Son of God, exhaling, have mercy on me, inhaling, a sinner so that you can have some breathing in with this time of meditation. And the reason that this helps people to focus is because this allows you to realize, first, the brokenness that you carry. But it also allows you to realize that God is the author of mercy and and our rock and our salvation. And he, He makes His life available to us through Christ Jesus. So Christian meditation... Is key for us. We need to spend some time in silence, preparing our hearts, then enter into a time of meditation so that we can be readied to, to listen and to hear. And then, and only then, do we enter into a time of prayer. Now, for me, I do this every single morning. And I, I have a set time and a set place that I have set apart, so it is, it is a holy place and a holy time for me where I, I get together in the presence of God. And I kneel on my pray-do, uh, and I, I, I spend time in silence first, Uh, And then I enter into a time of meditation. And what I did is for years and years, I used the Jesus prayer and that morphed and mutated into uh, when, uh, so for right now, when the world is so disoriented, I use that because my brain won't stay still. I I use that because I have trained myself with that. Um, But when I get past that moment, then I I use my God-given imagination. I visualize a scene from the Bible where Jesus is with the disciples, eating with them after his resurrection. There's a a beautiful scene by the shore of the Sea of Galilee where the disciples come together with the resurrected Christ and they're eating fish on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And I visualize that to, to think uh, about who God is and and what the humanity of Jesus has done for me personally and and that's my time of meditation and then I enter into a time of prayer because then my mind is at ease the the troubles of the day are not weighing me down as much and I can converse with my father in a time where I allow God to speak to me rather than me just giving a laundry list to God so that I can be in prayer and listen for what's going on in the world, so that I can be in prayer and listen for what's going on in our community, so I can be in prayer and listen for what's going on in the lives of my family and my friends and in the lives of my church. And, and, and I hope that you can take hope in this as well, that you can use this as a way to anchor because, friends, I have a, I have a buddy who has called me. Uh, when, when God tells him to call me, he calls and says things like, what's up? And usually it makes me very nervous because I know that he is in tune with God. And when he calls, something crazy is about to happen in my life. And so my hope is that you will allow yourself to stop and listen to have this, this moment of silence a moment of meditation and then to enter into a time of prayer and, and maybe do this scientifically where you where you where you ponder these things and give it a shot maybe you're skeptical still on the fence you give it a shot let let's see what God has to do try it for thirty days spend a minute uh, in silence spend a minute in meditation and then spend some time in prayer tell me at the end of the thirty days if if things have not gotten any better if, if you have not not had a, a sense of orientation shift where you are no longer as disoriented as you were, that you find that you can trust God more deeply, that you find that you can rely on God even in the midst of a world that is so disoriented, in a world that is spe- experiencing so much disorientation. Let's pray. Gracious and Almighty God, thank you so much for spiritual disciplines, for Tools that we can use to draw nearer to you. Tools that we can use to help us to, to be on the right path. Tools that you can use to help, even if we're headed in the wrong direction, to help right our, our direction and, and get us reoriented to you. Father, be our rock and our salvation. Be our, our focus and our hope during this time of, of chaos and and unease, during this time of a global pandemic, during this time of, of just bizarre happenings. Help us to find our anchor in you, to anchor our lives to your life, to anchor our being to your love and your hope, so that we can be the people that you have called us to be, so that we can find hope in the midst of darkness, and we can offer that hope to others. Because right now, Father, the world seems like it's a pretty dark place. And so help us to recognize that you are present here with us, even in the darkness, that in our darkness, your light shines the brightest. Father, help us to recognize you always and forever. Help us in this time as we experiment with, maybe for the first time, the idea of of silence, the idea of meditation, and help us to be transformed by prayer. So that we can be more like Jesus each and every day. If there's somebody that's out there that hears my voice today, that that has uh, has not walked across that line of faith, and maybe this this is just weird enough for you to uh, of a time for you to want some kind of an orientation in your life toward Jesus Christ. Father, I just pray that you would be with them, that you would soften their hearts that you would open their minds, that you would allow them to recognize that God is right there with them, that you are right there with them, that you would o- wrap your arms around them and, and help them to take that step. And, and if, if that's you uh, and you're on our online platform, click that, click that icon that says that you've done that because that'll allow us to pray with you. Uh, and, and Father, I just hope that we can rejoice with the angels that, that someone has stepped across that line of faith, and has recognized you as Lord and Savior of their lives. Father, we pray all of this in your holy name. Help us to be reoriented into the path of righteousness. Help us to be reoriented to you. In the name of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.